Welcome to Set Free 24-7. My name is Robert, and I'm happy that you're here. Today, I have a special guest who has battled depression, anxiety, and addiction, and has a beautiful story that shows how God kept pursuing him even as he came to the end of himself. If you don't know David, he has eyes that smile, always ready to share a laugh with you, and a true heart for serving others and the Lord. I met him a year ago, and getting to know him and Elizabeth has been a highlight in my life. This podcast does contain topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. David does speak about depression and coming to a place where he was contemplating taking his own life. If you are struggling with these same thoughts, please know that there is help and support available. The Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 988 on any phone, and my wife and I are always willing to sit and talk with you. It is my prayer that David's story blesses you and gives you a measure of hope today. Thanks for listening. How are you, my friend? Great. So good to have you here. Thank you. So what, uh, tell me a little bit about, I know a lot about your story from a year ago until now, but I don't know a lot about the beginning. Like who was David when he was like five or six years old? Tell me about a little bit about your childhood. So uh, growing up, I basically lived out in the country. We had probably six houses in our little area. Okay. A lot of woods, um, basically brought up on a farm, my grandpa's farm, hardworking, played a lot as a kid, rode a lot of motorcycles, swam in the pool. Hmm. Um, Pretty outgoing as a kid, shy, but outgoing, loved to talk to people, just. Mom and dad? Yeah, mom and dad both. Um, Dad worked a lot, so I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with him, but I do remember like the family vacations, going to the UP, spending time with my grandparents up there and my dad doing some fishing. And I thought I was really cool with my other brothers being in that boat with my dad and my grandpa. Yeah. But uh, just growing up as a kid, normal kid, um, we, we didn't do a lot. We played from morning until night. Came in for breakfast, dinner, and and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, we, back Back then as a kid, you played, played, played. Mm. So we were very active kids. So um, growing up as a kid, we didn't have a lot of church in our family. We didn't do a lot. I mean, once in a while we'd go to a church and it was boring. Little kid sitting there. You weren't really plugged into the church. It was just, we're checking off a box this week. Yeah. Basically one of those churches you start at 10 o'clock and you don't leave until one o'clock. So oh my goodness. It that was, was an like, event. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like the longest Sunday for me and my brothers. Okay. Something we did not enjoy one bit. Yeah, I can <laughs> was see not it. kid friendly at all. The church wasn't. Basically yeah. you sat there, keep your mouth shut mm. and listen. Um, hard not to fall asleep and something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, later in life, basically my oldest brother went off to the Marines. Uh, he left the house about 17. He graduated and just trucked out. To how, how much older was he than you? I think he's 18 years older than me. Okay. So, all right. And then I had a middle brother, um, which was closer to my age. He was nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. He got married at a young age, uh, went into the army. So I was the only kid at home, okay. the baby of the family. They called me Baby Dave. So you had two brothers. <laughs> yeah, okay. two brothers. Um, baby Dave. Yep, Baby <laughs> Dave. Uh, so basically, uh, when they did go off, it was it was pretty lonely. I did have friends around, but pretty lonely not mm-hmm. having big brothers around sure. to protect little brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going through school, didn't like school much when I was a kid. Just not not into it. Yeah did it passing with like C's. Sure. Just, I didn't really have that go get in elementary. That wasn't school. where your passion was. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. So um, play any sports? Yeah. I did wrestle um and I ran cross country. Okay. Um 
that was my go-to uh, running and, and now older just gave all that <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah stuff hurts more when yep, you're older yep, yeah no yeah. i get it <laughs> so cool so high school happens you graduate high school yeah high school happens uh that was really tough for me high school was uh my freshman year going into high school just uh worrying about fitting in mm. as a kid yep even though i went to school with a lot of the kids just keeping yeah. your nose clean yep keeping and uh i did run into a few few people in high school that i didn't really care for but i tried to keep my distance uh sure did get beat up a couple times from home and I returned the favor back, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, senior year of high school, thought it was cool. I figured I'd go for a ride with my friend and it's nice new 71 oh, Chevelle. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was new to him. Sure, but, yeah. And uh, going a little too fast, I told him several times, slow down. And basically... Uh, his brakes went out. We oh. shot across the uh, Wise Road in 91, got broadsided by, I believe it was a semi, and I woke up. That was probably one of my first experiences with the Lord. Woke, okay. Basically saw white lights. Uh, I heard the word clear. I come to mm. and told him I was alive. <laughs> mm. um, ended up going to the hospital just to be observed for yeah. the couple days there but hmm. yeah other than that how was your friend uh friend broke pelvis and okay. uh, he's pretty he's crippled up now okay. like he's he's in a wheelchair now mm -hmm. so arthritis and stuff set in but yeah so what was your relationship with god after high school because um, i know church before then was kind of a chore yeah it wasn't yeah. necessarily where you wanted to be um i Felt there was a God, knew there was a God. Sure. Still leery. I didn't have a church signed to me possibly until like the 90s. Okay. So that's when my life started going forward more and more. I didn't really turn to church until it was 1997, November 16th. Wow, you know the date? Yeah. Okay. Um, lost my brother and uh, my middle brother, Johnny in a car accident on, on M57. Okay. He blew a tire. It threw him in the path of two semi-trucks. Mm. Killed instantly at the mm. scene. I'm um, so sorry. So it was shortly, it would have been the 18th of November. Yeah. Started talking to a pastor from the church. Um, still leery about going. Sure. Uh, my dad, my mom, they went through some stuff. Uh, they were married for... 35 years. Okay. They got a divorce shortly after my brother passed. Sure. I was engaged when my brother passed. Um, so I was pretty mad at the world. Semi. Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Just drivers in general. Sure. Um, semi pulled out in front of me one day. I was in town. <laughs> he stopped at the light and I basically ran up to this truck, mm. ripped him out. Police officer saw me police officer stopped me mm. um at that time my fiance was with me he told my fiance it wouldn't take me to jail if she gets me into a church asap because sure. yep. he knew my brother okay so he went to school with my brother he so he had an understanding of this guy's dealing on. with some stuff yeah. yeah i've never been in trouble with law yep. that, that was as close as i could get okay. possibly so yep. um ended up Going to, uh, I ran into a childhood teacher. He told me, hey, First Congregational Church is where a lot of my old high school teachers are going. So mm -hmm. he's like, why don't you join us and try it? So I lived that life. I enjoyed going to church for that hour, yeah. but I didn't still like invest my time into God that time you weren't giving back you were right. you were there uh just a present just uh yep you're checking off your box and you're saying hey how was your day oh mine i'm good how yep. was your week i'm good too yeah okay yeah we'll see you next week yeah put on a, <laughs> put on an act yes until the next yeah yep. <laughs> i know i've done that too yep 
Um, and then, gosh, I think it was, let's see, it would have been 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, still going to church at the time, yep. 2006, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, took her in 30 days, uh, oh, acute wow. leukemia. Okay. And um, so that night, I went home from the hospital after watching everything go down and yeah. she passed. And I had a lot of thinking to do. And um, I also had a toddler at that time, my oldest. Sure. She was two, Haley. Um, she went to bed that night. I woke up that next morning, actually got a plan for a funeral. And my daughter walks in and says, to me, she's clear as day, says, hey, don't worry, I just talked to grandma, everything's fine. Hmm. Uh, then a light bulb came on. Okay, there is there is a true God. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. my daughter, mm-hmm. two years old, talking, that was like, wow. Okay, there you gotta start, you gotta start doing this. Sure. So I continued to go to First Congregational just with that, uh, Hey, I'm going to church. Yeah. <laughs> Put my time in again. Um, it was, I want to say roughly 2016. Okay. Um, going through some trouble. I was, I've been a soccer coach for years down in Belding. And um, I was coaching my daughter's soccer. Mm-hmm. And... I had an assistant coach. I started getting pretty interested talking to him. He was going to a church by the name of Impact Church in Lowell. Yep. And he's like, hey, next week we got, he said, I got a coach to fill in for us. Uh, We're going to a man's camp and it's all paid for. And I'm Mm. like, I said, I'm not going. (laughs) He says, yeah, you are. Mm. He said, I'm going to drag you down there. You need to go. You need to go. Sure. So we headed up to Silver Lake, did a man's camp on a Friday. It was going to go Friday, Saturday, and then come home Sunday afternoon. Yep. So not knowing a thing about this, I went and... You thought you were camping with a bunch of dudes and we're just going to have like some dude time. Yep. (laughs) And you didn't know you were getting hooked into some God time. Yep. Yep. So packed my stuff up. Um, Actually packed... At, at this time, I was hooked on painkillers. Okay. Um, packed, uh, got my prescription filled, 100 and, I want to say 110 Norco. Yeah. I'm like, well, pop a couple of these on the way up. Sure. So did that. He's driving. Get there Friday night, and, you know, we just kind of check in and get stuff, camp set up, and yeah. then we come down and sing a few songs and introduce ourselves. Sure. The next day is uh, when they said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do some praying." The leader did some praying and said, uh, "I'm gonna split groups of four. There's probably I want to say 104 guys there. That, oh, that okay, year. okay. And um, so that's I, a good group. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea what's going on. I sure knew nothing about this going in, mm-hmm. just nothing. And uh, that next day we had breakfast and. Guy says, "Okay, we're gonna start sorting people out." He says, "I don't have this written down. Just bear with me. I'm praying, praying about this." And I'm like, "Yeah, how's this guy gonna do this? How's he gonna break four people up?" And sure, and uh, his name was Dan Boom. So all I could think about is Dan Boom, Dan Boom. <laughs> and um, I know Dan Boom, good guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And then um, he started praying. And yeah. he's like points to me, points to three other guys, and then there's a uh, guy from Impact that's kind of the leader mm-hmm. of the group. Sure. Said, "Hey, you over here, you over here." I just sorted them all out, and he says, "Okay, guys, go to your groups." So we went over to our groups and we started talking, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of sitting in the circle, just kind of keeping my mouth shut listen to people sure <laughs> yeah i'm observing right yeah 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 i'm here but i'm not necessarily participating yeah. yeah so all of a sudden the guy the leader says hey we're gonna introduce ourselves kind of tell 
why we're here, what we're doing. And mm -hmm. so he looks at me and says, hey, do you want to introduce yourself first? And I, no, 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 I'll set back. I said to him, I would just go ahead and um, sat back and listen to the first guy. Yeah. <laughs> the first guy, he just says to me, he says, wow. He says, uh, looks at me, looks at everybody and says, I was brought here, didn't really want to be here. I got a painkiller addiction and I want to try to fight this and mm. start hanging out more. He says, I've been going to Impact for a few weeks now. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. And I'm like, all right, something's nudging me now on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. You need to speak. You need to speak. You need to say something. So I uh, looked over and I said, I'll go next. And the guy's like, oh, great, great. So I look at him and I said, hey, my name's David. I live in Belding. Got a wife, two kids. Got a drug addiction to Norco. And um, the only reason why I'm here is my buddy drugged me here. And uh, they kind of look at me and, you know, hmm. they're not judging me. Sure. And I'm like, whoa, this is different. They're yeah. not judging. Yeah. And I kind of broke down a little bit. And the other guy broke down and we kind of leaned on each other. Sure. Then the other two guys introduced themselves. And we started doing some lessons and trying to show how we can fight different things and be accountable for our actions but also knowing God's there and forgives us mm -hmm. so I uh, talk a little bit more and then later that night we're all supposed to meet back at the fire and it's the 104 people sure. went back at the fire and we wrote down three key points of what we learned for the day mm -hmm. so we decided to uh, start talking we get back to the fire and um, I'm looking around and I'm holding the bottle of Norco. And I look back at my leader and the leader kind of knew what I was doing. He walks up with me and I just uh, tossed a hundred and some odd pills into the fire. Mm. There was 20 other guys that stood up mm. threw pills into the fire wow. as well. Wow. So then I knew that I wasn't alone in this battle. Yes. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is unreal. Powerful. Yeah, the Lord is or the Lord is here. You mm -hmm. know, maybe I do have a story, you yeah. know. Yep. Because everybody tells a story and it's like, wow, I do have a pretty good story. I mean, I've been addicted to these things for over a year and a half. I threw them in the fire. Because it starts to rule your life, I'm sure, at that year and yeah. a half. Like you were changing things that you normally did in your day-to-day -day life. Right to accommodate that drug addiction. Yep. Yeah. And um, when I did that, it was weird because the 20 guys, you know, they mm -hmm. they put their arms around me, sure. we're all kind of crying. And then the whole group comes, like there's all the other guys and yeah. they start praying over you. Yeah. To help you get rid of this addiction, to help. And cold turkey is not the way to go. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially when you're dealing with barbiturates or opioids or. Yeah. 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 When yeah. I went with that cold turkey, I mean, I broke out in sweats. Mm -hmm. It was just and anger yeah. and um, not like anger at God, but just sure. touchy, yeah. just touchy. Like, yep. you know, you, you get stupid and say something you probably shouldn't have said. So it's the enemy screaming for more. Right. right. <laughs> Inside of you. <laughs> yep. And it's like, wow. So um I think it was that whole fire and the thing that night went until midnight. Okay. So clear into almost the morning. Sure. And later that that night, well I should say Sunday morning, I uh kind of look at the leader Dan Boone and I said hey I feel that the Lord's calling me to be baptized in the lake and yeah. we're right on a lake sure. so it yep. was perfect nice and uh so I went to bed that night and um they said yeah everybody meet around the fire at nine and then we'll have breakfast so 
do you think I got any sleep that night? Negative. (laughs) I swear the Lord was just there that whole night. And the devil. I mean, it was a fight back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. For your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally just said to him, to the devil, I'm like, I don't want you here. Yes. Get away from me. And as soon as I said that, I look at the time and it's four, four in the morning. Yep. So I just pass out for a few hours and I wake up and I felt so energized. Like I had 10 hours of sleep. I'm walking on water. Let's go. Let's get this done. I'm ready. Right. What are you going to throw at me next, God? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I get baptized. I come out of that water and I just feel generated. Like I'm a new guy. Like, hey. I'm heads on. I'm not turning my back now sure. on you, Lord. Yep. It's all about you now. That weekend proceeds to end, and I had head home with the guy that took me and mm-hmm. thanked him because I got a lot out of it. Yep. I started going to Impact Church. I left the church I was at, started going to Impact, and the nice thing was they had a Saturday night service. So I, I thought, well, I'll go Saturday night and sleep in on Sunday. Oh, no. I went Saturday night. I went Sunday morning. I was there. I went men's group every Monday night. I was hitting it hard. Also going through a divorce with my first wife. Been married with her 16 years. When I got baptized, she kind of pulled away from me more. Hmm. So we kind of went our separate ways. She wasn't real religious. She believes in God, but, you know. But you getting baptized was a line in the sand for her that she wasn't ready to cross. Right, right. And I couldn't get her to go to church with me. And it really upset me Mm. that she... And, you know, it was good in the way that we parted ways, but we had two beautiful girls together. So, mind you, my youngest at that time, my baby, Natalie, she was only, I want to say right around four so my life's going great at this time. You know, I'm, I'm not saying great with the divorce, but I'm starting to relearn things. Like yeah. I was a stay-at-home dad. I haven't had a job in a few years. So I moved into my dad's place in Stanton. Just got a simple job uh, working during the day so I could still see my girls half the time. Basically just left everything. Mm-hmm. Started over completely over and so i thought yeah god's god's got this he's showing me the ways now so i uh pursued my work and kept going to church well meanwhile you know i'm not really thinking about finding anybody else Mm -hmm. but i thought well i'll go i'll go check out this um rockford res that was at that time before city church Talking to this girl online um, on Facebook, met her. She she says she's a good Christian girl, and, sure. and uh, so she went to Rockford Res. So I met her there one weekend, and then it followed up with a date the next weekend. And then I thought, wow, God brought me a Christian woman. Didn't really know a whole lot about her but you know yep. didn't pray about it just jumped right into right. a relationship you felt like hey i'm meeting her at church it must be yep sure yep. okay so that's uh, fair continued to uh go to church uh we tried to do both she said that she didn't want me going to impact anymore kind of pulled me away from my group of guys mm-hmm. at impact yeah and we started going to rockford res okay. more and more and more Thought everything was going good. Pitch perfect life, you know. Ended up putting my two weeks notice into my previous job as a pest control guy and starting career with heating and cooling. Okay. Worked at the same company as my ex. Ah, <laughs> uh, that had to have been interesting. Yep. We got married. We we're doing good. I thought everything was going great. Labor Day weekend come up. She's like, hey, I'll meet you guys to the UP, you go ahead and take my girls and take your girls and I'll meet you up there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So I call her. She's not there yet. So I'm like, hey, is everything okay? Oh, I haven't left yet. I'll leave tomorrow morning. 
So meanwhile, you know, I got the kids and I'm trying to camp and hang out with my friends. Sure. And we're kind of waiting. So my friends asked me, he says, hey, your wife's not here yet. What's going on? I said, I don't know. Let's give her a call. So we called. Well, she says, I decided I'm not coming up. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll make the best of it with the kids and have a daddy-daughter. Mm-hmm. So I had all four girls doing great, handling everything. Went to get gas. Found my credit card was denied. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Mm-hmm. So the weekend comes, come back home. It was Labor Day. And she says, hey... I want a divorce. Oh. So I'm like, my, my just, I'm like, what? Yeah. What's, I, you know, I thought everything was great. I, you know, I was doing the godly thing. I was going to church. I was yeah. helping. Um, City Church of Greenville was just getting started. So we were doing a lot there. Like I was, had a parking lot, helping park vehicles, okay. welcoming people in constantly doing God's work thinking wow I'm a godly guy I'm praying with a family I took her two girls in they're from two separate dads you know so basically like my kids and um, when all this went down I'm like well let's talk to the church and she's like we can go talk to church but nothing's going to change and Mm. I was like oh my gosh that's when Everything started going down. So I moved forward into the church and mm-hmm. I stay into the church. I really turned to the church hard, the guys. So okay. Stan, Jason, Jason was a big one, and Pastor Joe. Uh, those three would check on me yep. constantly, Good. day in and day out. Basically. And what did that what did that mean for you? That God wasn't actually leaving me. He sent his flock mm. to keep me, yeah. keep me in line, yeah. more or less. But I, you know, I still had that. Why God? Why? You know? Sure. Well, and, you're going through a traumatic experience. I mean, right, yeah. right. So I just um, listened to Joe and listened to Jason and Stan, and they said, "You got to continue, continue to chase, mm-hmm. continue to chase her, show her you love her," and. Um, I kept doing that. Mind you guys, I've never been in trouble with the law. And I have two police officers show up at my door mm. and serve me with a restraining order. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, God, another slap to the face. What's yeah. going on? Do yeah. you want me chasing her? What do you want me? Well, I mean, I'm here. And I just basically threw myself down at knees. Yeah. I said, okay. I got to fight this. I don't want to have a record. So a couple months later, go in front of the judge. Mm -hmm. He throws it out. He figured it was a lie. Never been in trouble. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to work my way through this. I'm heartbroke. I have failure. I failed at a second marriage. What's going on? Yeah. Those feelings can consume you, especially when you had the hopes and the dreams and the right hey i'm gonna rebuild myself now and you were doing a lot of the right things yep leading the family in prayer Mm -hmm. you know and that's a big thing blended families are hard yeah really hard and i wish our church would have had more to offer with something like that but knowing now where i've came from I feel I could even lead something like that because mm-hmm. now I've been through this. Sure. That's sometimes how God equips people. Right. Like, I went through drug addiction, so he can now use me to talk to other people about their drug addiction. Right. <laughs> because if I didn't have a drug addiction, I wouldn't be qualified to sit down and talk to you right, about your right. drug addiction. Right. If I just knew about it from a little book that I had in college, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. No, it, it does make a difference, and it lends just to... Yeah, almost credibility or... Um, right. And, you know, knowing Christians all have a story, some are better than others, but I don't think it's there's not about none. about better. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever think that. Sure. 
And it's funny because, you know, you at first I thought that, wow, that guy's is better than mine. And I'm mm. like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to compare. <laughs> and listen, the world would be a mess if everybody acted like me right. and made a big freaking mess of their life and then decided we're going to go to prison. So if right. everybody had to take my journey, this world would be crazy mess. Same with you if everybody right. had to take your journey. So right. everybody's journey is unique to them it's like the fingerprint it's like your eye it's uh you know it's a unique thing that god has given you and the thing that he does with your story is he equips you then and so then now it's asking well how do you use me now god right yeah and that's how i felt you know hanging with stan hanging Mm -hmm. with jason hanging with pastor joe sure i want other people to know I want other people to know my story because maybe it's just going to help that next yep. person. As I continue with Jason and uh, Stan, Stan and Joe, and, Joe yeah. they, and they they helped me through some financial because I uh, basically had to start all over. Sure. You know. Yep. And rent's not like it was when I was a kid. No. Gosh, I think I paid first time I ever rented an apartment 425 bucks. Now I'm paying 980 and it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, how am I going to make my truck payment? How am I going to, mm-hmm. and I didn't really deal with finances sure, because I just let her do it all. Well, now I'm learning, hey, you can't just spend this or hey, you can't have cable. Right, or, hey. right. And meanwhile, going through this divorce, I, I took off a ton of weight, like mm-hmm. 20 pounds instantly. Not good the way I lost it. Yeah. Sick in and out of the hospital. Got a kidney disease, so I would lose my potassium magnesium. Well, I have no insurance at this time because I put my two weeks in at the place I worked because she was working there. Uh. And I just, I could not work. They were very understanding, gave me my, like a severance pay and vacation and all that. I just thought, wow this is not good. What am I going to do? You know, I'm living in an apartment, mm-hmm. one bedroom. So when I'd get my kids, I would let them have my room. I would sleep out in the living room yeah. because I wanted them to have their own room. Just a bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, kind of starting over. My kids, they were sad because they, they had a stepmom, mm-hmm. they thought, and just it was, everything was going the wrong way at this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why, Lord? I, and uh, Jason looks at me and Pastor Joe and says, the Lord didn't do this to you. Basically, you know, he's waking you up. He, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, well, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel mm-hmm. like I failed. <laughs> As it, a guy, we, yeah, we internalize things like that. Like we just failed. Yep. You know, it's, with a marriage or anything with a job or right right so i just uh basically kind of turn myself away from facebook because that's got a lot of negativity and then seeing my ex with uh her Mm -hmm. new guy she's been i guess she's been cheating you know by then so not a big deal yeah off on that yeah try to keep myself occupied sure and um you didn't want that taking up any more space in your head than right. you necessarily had to. And guarding, putting some boundaries around Facebook and some other social media things where throughout the day you may just want to scroll just for See fun. Now all of a sudden she's in your feed and you didn't necessarily want that. Right, and you're right. Trying to, yeah. And then um, just basically wanting to uh, have something happen, you know, mm-hmm. why something happened to her so i knew that wasn't the godly way mm. so it's just like you hurt me i want you to be hurt yeah 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 yep. so uh god still hears those prayers he just like yeah yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not gonna do that uh, we're gonna let that fruit i'll, fall I'll listen to itself. you i know you needed to say that right right <laughs> we're gonna let that fruit fall yeah. on yourself yeah after this is probably the sixth time going into the hospital and it i want to say it was like a weekday evening time yeah and you know i i uh went to church 
did the men's groups through City Church, uh, trying to keep connected as much as I could. Well, that week I was not there. And I think Pastor Joe knew something was going on. So I live in an apartment at this time, and the only way in is either a key fob or somebody lets you in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking about things, and there's set a bottle of muscle relaxers, and there's set a bottle of ibuprofen 800s. At this point, had you started back on muscle relaxers again? or um, No, not really painkillers okay. or muscle relaxers, just some leftover muscle relaxers I had left from uh, my surgery. Okay. Um, they're probably a couple years old, so I don't even know if they're any good. Sure. <laughs> um, there was probably, I want to say there's 30 of them there. Sure. So I, but the enemy knew how to dangle those in front of you. Yep, yeah. yep. So I dumped those 30 out on the counter dumped about 30 ibuprofen out on the counter, had a glass of water, already written up a thing, telling my girls, hey, sorry, your dad can't go through this no more. Stressed, I aged. Like I can look at a photo from probably two months before she said she wanted a divorce mm. to I aged three years on my life. Mm. <laughs> Instant gray in my beard, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking at that stuff and I'm like, well, I could end it all. End it all. The enemy's talking to me right here. And I'm not listening to God. I'm listening to that enemy again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I could just end everything. Yeah. End it all. So I walk over, sit down at the counter, and all of a sudden I hear a bang, bang, bang at the door. And I'm Mm. like, who could possibly be knocking? The only way you need a key fob or somebody inviting you in. So I'm a little worried. I'm like, okay, what did I do now? Thought it was the cops. Or, yep, okay. thought it was the police. Sure. What did I do now? <laughs> I thought, what did she? what's she up to now, my ex? Yeah. You know, because divorce isn't final yet. Pastor Joe says, Dave, are you in there? David, are you in there? Mm. And I used to go by Dave, and now I just, I go by David because I want to erase the past and have my full name. Yep. And, um. I didn't answer the door. He pounds some more. David, David, what's going on? I go to the door, and he's like, what are you doing, man? And I said, "Um, getting ready to take some pills. And he's like, no, you're not. He says, no, you don't need that. And, you know, we start talking. Yeah. Pills are up there. Start talking. He just basically says, Dave. And I'm like, no, I don't go by David. I want to go by David. And he's like, well, David, he says, you just got to drop it. She doesn't want you. Mm. And it's not worth it. And you go to church. You got a church family. We all care about you. Greenville City Church, they are a family. We we stick together. And Pastor Joe was there, and he just said, there's a girl in the church. And I said, oh, yeah, right. Nobody wants me. You know, you're feeling that after that yeah. marriage, nobody is going to ever love you sure. the way you were loved. Yeah. And uh, don't have my mom there. My dad actually lives out of town. My brother lives in Michigan, but out of town. Mm-hmm. And my dad's clear over in Maine. So, you know, they don't want to hear me complain every day. And sure. <laughs> So and is you, anybody going to come to another marriage, you know, right. if I get married a third time? Yeah, yeah it's like, I who's going to look at this, you know, a third time? I'm not. They're going to think I'm a joke. Yeah, okay. I um, couldn't even hold together, too. What yeah. I? <laughs> I know. So uh, me and Pastor Joe talked for probably, I want to say an hour and a half. He left. I went into bed and um, met, met him up for coffee the next morning. And we prayed a little bit. And he says, gonna pray for you there's I he says I just feel something like there's a girl in this church and I'm like okay no problem hmm. I go into church Sunday and I, I'm just looking around and all of a sudden I look in the back and I see this dark-haired girl and I'm like whoa she's pretty I wonder what her name is yeah <laughs> So, you know, and I don't want to be one of those guys that go right up, hey. Right, right. 
So I start trying to be smooth in church. It's a yep. delicate balance. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want to be weird at Yeah, you don't want to be weird. Yeah. So I uh, I look and I I kind of throughout church looked at her. She caught my eye a couple times, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna look her up on Facebook. So I'm going through Facebook. I can't find her anywhere. Well, Amanda Long's a friend of mine on Facebook, and she happens to be friends with the girl I spot her on her friends list. Oh, winner, winner. So I'm like, add her as a friend. At this time, you know, oh man, what's she gonna think of me? Whatever, you know, so a week goes by, I see her every Sunday in church, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm looking for her. I keep, but she's setting towards the back and I like to set towards the front. So it's like, I'll make a purpose to come in that door. (laughs) I'm just sitting there on a Monday night after work, you know, just, oh, I didn't have my kids that night. So all of a sudden I hear ding. I look down on the messenger and it's Elizabeth. Oh. And I'm looking and I'm like, so I'm start talking. We, we're texting back and forth and uh, she says, hey, I don't like to message back and forth. Let's exchange phone numbers. So she calls me, we start talking. And uh, she's telling me her situation. Mm-hmm. She's going through a divorce. You know, basically the same thing. Sure. Both of our spouses were cheating on us. So we decided to go out for dinner one night. That one night led into another night, another night. And we just became good friends mm-hmm. and helping each other out, people lean on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Just about nine months roll by. And when you say nine months, I start thinking about a baby. Right. And I know she's not <laughs> pregnant. <so. laughs> but uh, we were together for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, Easter Sunday rolls around. They, they announce baptisms. And I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. I need, I feel like I need to just be reconnected. Sure. And you, you know, know the beautiful thing about baptism is that there's no right like, limit. There's right. no limit. It's not like, hey, I'm going to do it once. Or It's really, it's an outward expression of right. an inward change. So if you felt that inward change, then getting baptized is really just that outward expression of obedience. Right. And that's, that's what I felt. I mm. was like, yeah, I need to. And this is where everything starts changing when I do go into baptism. So I have the speech written up, but I... I just, I couldn't, and I, I should have, but I couldn't say it. So I had Pastor Joe read it all. And naturally I had Stan, there's Stan and Jason in the back. They mm-hmm. were stoked that I was getting baptized yeah. again. Yeah. They knew that I'm on the right path. Stuff's changing. Yeah. I'm smiling again. I'm happy. I feel God in me. Yeah. And um, right before baptism, that's when I met your wife, yeah, Heidi. Yeah, and I was like, she's telling me her story, and I'm telling, <laughs> and we just connected, mm-hmm. and we became close friends. Yeah. And then I met you, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hearing you guys' story, yeah. knowing it's possible to have a wife again, mm-hmm. and. Um, a wife and a life, yeah. You know, because yeah. I know it's not my first rodeo with Heidi either, and it's not hers. And we both had a lot of the same anxieties. Like we didn't know what do we call this with each other. Right. We both been married and divorced. Yeah. What do we call this thing that we have here? Neither of us wanted to get married again. Right. But the more time that we spent together, we knew this is something that God is bringing together. Yep. And I God feel the same thing about like what he's doing with you and Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, and I was not out for every single. Mm-hmm. I just kept praying. And Pastor Joe, you know, he says, there's somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> when I saw her, I knew. I'm going to have to call Pastor Joe Prophet Joe now. <laughs> <laughs> so when I did meet Elizabeth, the time was good because we basically leaned on each other and she was there for my baptism. So it was basically a whole new beginning for me. Mm. And, then, and she got to witness that beautiful part. of it. Right, right. So she knew my story. Sure. 
her parents didn't. So her parents, you know, they're protected of her. And I'm dating longer. I'm asking you guys questions. Sure. Hey, when's a good time to ask her? And I kind of knew when I wanted to do it, but when's a good time to ask? And you tell me, wait a year, wait a year, wait a year. Good, good. I'm going <laughs> to do that. So it wasn't quite a year. And me and Elizabeth, we experienced quite a bit together. She, sure. My 47th birthday, she took me skydiving. Never been skydiving. Yeah. I jump out of a plane. My dad says, I'm an idiot. He's like, <laughs> you land in a plane. He yeah. says, you don't jump out of a plane. I, yep. I'm living new things. You know, I'm, I feel young. And I think because I'm trying to keep up with her, she's 35 and I'm <laughs> 47. So, and um, she just felt like there was way something different about us. And I felt the same way. Yeah. And after that first day, I don't know if this is crazy, but I said I was going to marry her. Mm -hmm. I told even her, I said, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. And she just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. She wasn't letting me in. Her walls were up, you know, that kind of stuff. Talk to you guys a little bit more about it. It would have been December 31st. We flew out to Vegas, got a rental car, went and seen her. I've been talking to her sister for probably three months, planning that. Where you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And they had perfect spot in hmm. uh, California and uh, the Big Reds. And I uh, talked to her daughters, asked them first, talked to my daughters. Of course, my oldest is like, not again, dad, not oh. again. You know, yeah, she, yeah. and she, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. And she was, you know, hurt pretty bad from the second one. So she's like, not again, dad. <laughs> so I talked to her daughters, and the really cool thing was I sat both of her daughters down and I said, hey, I want to marry your mom. What do you guys think? And Anna's not very, you know, like talkative, but she's she's not shy either. Right. And she says, awesome, I'm going to have a stepsister. Because yes. Natalie's the same age as Anna. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Maya, her, her youngest, says, awesome, I'm going to have another dad. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to everyone. My youngest was all excited. She's keeping a big secret. Yeah. And. And those two responses, though, from her daughters, I'm sure gave you a little boost of confidence. Yeah. And just a, I'm doing the right thing, and the kids recognize who I am in the life. Yep. They want me here. Yep. Right. Meant yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. And I was, like, just putting off. And I talked to you a little bit more about it. And I said, hey, what do you think? You think I should ask her dad? And you said, yeah, probably. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I always lean towards chivalry for some yeah. reason. You know, it's just an old school thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know yeah. <laughs> where I, so I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll ask her dad. I want to say it was Thanksgiving day. I were over there yep. having some dinner, but uh, her mom didn't know still. And. Elizabeth and her mom were out in the kitchen, and I was talking to her dad, and her dad says, hey, what do you have plans for my daughter? Hmm. And I'm like, well, matter of fact, I wanted to talk to you today. Sure. So he kind of brought it up. Yeah. And I'm like, I plan Isn't on that funny how God works like that? Yeah. Like, he knew you were having an issue bringing it up, so all of a sudden there's just this little question that yep. gets dropped in the conversation, but it's the perfect door for you to open. Yep. So I walk over and sat by him, and I said, Gary... I love your daughter a lot. You know I make her happy. And he's like, yeah, I know. This is the happiest I've ever saw her since high school. And I'm like, whoa. So, mm. and he's all for it. Mm -hmm. Naturally, his wife, not so much. But she didn't know sure. too much about it. So we fly out to Vegas. <laughs> and then we get a rental car to go to California. So it's raining raining like crazy out in Vegas and so when we get into California it's not too bad and then all of a sudden it starts raining mm. raining cats and dogs and I'm like I left Michigan for rain what yeah. what how am I on? supposed to have a romantic moment in all of this right yeah. right <laughs> so uh New Year's Eve we kind of stayed low we did a little sightseeing I, 
and it was just too rainy. I, wasn't, yeah. I didn't feel like I should then. And I think Elizabeth started knowing something was up. Something was up. Just by how you were acting? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to say, I think it was, yeah, it was New Year's Day. It was actually going to be nice. So I looked over at Megan and Megan's her youngest sister. And I look over at her husband, Ronnie, and I said, yeah, this, I want to do it. I want to do it today. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm rearing. I want to go. I want to go at like, I wanted to go at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, California yeah. time for them. They're, they're still a little, little sleeping. Sure. So I'm like pacing, pacing. What am I going to say? I have the song all picked out. I'm going to play. I, mm the speech I'm going to say. Sure. And um, we head out to uh, this national park and there's some big reds and, and soya trees and we or am I saying it right? Soya? Sequoia. Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we start walking around and and uh, we decided to go down to the big tree down there and I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting for people to move and after getting their picture yeah, taken. Yeah. So there's a group behind us. And uh, so I grab her by her hand and I had a little sing single. I'm like telling them, hey, start taping. This is what's going to go down. Yep. Thinking, okay, how am I going to say this? How am I going to say this? So I get down on my knee and I'm going to ask her to marry me. And I had all the stuff <laughs> that I wanted to say. And yeah. it was instant blubber. <laughs> <laughs> just bawling yeah. and my music wouldn't play no service yeah and i'm like all right i'm gonna wing this yep and i just uh said hey elizabeth i want to know if you'd marry me it was instant she's like yes there was a crowd behind us that said just started clapping yeah. and yelling yeah yeah and i knew my life has changed you know just now i'm gonna continue to uh stay in stay in the word, mm -hmm. um, continue to do God's work. I love seeing on Sunday morning, you and Elizabeth serving together. Yep. Because that's when you're doing some of that stuff together, it strengthens that bond at home. So those yeah, are good things. that's really good too. Cause last week when I saw you in church, you gave me a really good book, mm -hmm. little prayers yep. for yep. The kids, because uh, we do daily devotional. We get our girls every other week. Sure. So we sit them down and we do, uh, they don't really have fiance devotionals, married couple yeah, devotionals. Sure. Right yep. now we're doing those. We promised each other that we would never say the word D. That started with D. Yep. D. Divorce we don't, is not. Yeah. Yep. We don't talk about that word either because yep. God is bigger than all of that. And I think Elizabeth, you know, she she's built up long enough. Her walls have come down. She because she had no trust. She had no trust with, you know, what yeah. I always letting her down, whatnot. So I told her I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, never gonna turn my back on her and treat her like a princess. You know, people can say, oh, he's a yes man. No, 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 no. We work as a team. Sure. We watched you and Heidi. Mm -hmm. You guys are people that we enjoy to be around. We surround ourselves with church people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we like to go out and have a good time once in a while. I don't think you're a yes man. <laughs> I'm not. It's, it's different when you can already know right. what your partner wants or prefers and you beat them to the punch and you can provide that. Right. That's right. not being a yes man. That's paying attention. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I just keep remembering, you know, in the Bible saying I'm terrible with remembering, mm -hmm. you know, what passage sure. or whatever yeah, it's from. But uh, the Lord says, treat her as a child of God, you know, mm -hmm. just like I... And God made a beautiful child. It's God's She's, daughter right there. Yeah, yeah. She and I treat her with the upright respect. And I'm I think I'm a little bit more overprotective mm. of her because she's been hurt so many times and let mm. down, but I think she's starting to see that. We're trying to work on that as well. It's it's uh we treat each other good. I'm a dad that 
teaches them mm-hmm. about God because that's sure. what I'm supposed to do and that's what Elizabeth's supposed to do. I'm the head of the household. Yeah. It's time. And, you know, I still run stuff by. I spend, I don't do. And um, I just want younger couples to see that. You know, I want I want to be able to, me and Elizabeth, say, hey, we have a blended family. Yeah. We want to step up. We want to teach a group. We want to do a small group. And this is how you family. can make it work. Right. right. And I just want to keep doing God's work. I want to keep doing this because I want guys to see that you can turn your life around. So I, tell me, as we're getting ready to close, sure. give me some words of hope for some guy that may just be watching this, maybe just scrolling through, seeing something, hearing something on a podcast. What's a message of hope from your life or a takeaway that you would say to somebody that is maybe looking at that bottle of pills right now, maybe is in the middle of getting divorced for the second time, maybe is lonely, maybe doesn't know where they're going to fit in. What's your message to that person? Well, the nice thing about being a Christian is, and if you believe in God or you don't yet, Mm -hmm. you know, you can look, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, I've made several. I couldn't be a marriage counselor right now because look at my mistakes. But if you look at the pills, you just look at your family because look at my family. I don't have much family left, but what I do have left I could have left my two beautiful girls. I wouldn't have never met Elizabeth. Right. There is hope. There is. There's lots of hope out there. And, you know, if you have questions, you know, you can reach out. And I'd be happy to leave my email. I'd be happy to walk this walk with them because God, I think, is using me more, also using you more. Sure. And, um, I wouldn't have been here tonight if you didn't ask me, but I've been anxious to start sharing my story. You know, my, that's the thing. Jesus took a lot of pain for us guys. He, I mean, I just, I can't believe the pain he took for us. He was one strong man up on that cross. He took our sins, you know, and our sins can be forgiven. Yeah. I, I know I'm forgiven. I know where I'm going. Yeah, I failed and it, hey, if I trip up the next day, you know, I can fix it. Yeah. I can apologize. I can start over. It's about cleaning up your side of the street. Right, right. right. And, uh, yeah. Get rid of that brush out of there yeah. and start fresh again. Yeah. I mean. I, and isn't it so good, though, that when you own up to stuff and when you own, let's say, a mistake or something that maybe you spoke harshly or whatever, when you own it and you're able to clean it up right away, it's amazing how healing that is. And it just, it doesn't take up space in your brain anymore. Right, right. <laughs> and that's that's the thing I've been learning. I mean, I I have so much more patience now having the Lord. And yeah. Elizabeth is, you know, she's like, David, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Sure. You know, our kids might do something. Take a deep breath. Yep. Last week, I slipped up and yelled at my daughter. Yep. And guess what I did? I apologized 10 minutes later yeah. and told her I shouldn't have never did that. Dad does make mistakes, too. And, and you that's know good what? for them to hear that. And she just looked at me and she says, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. Mm-hmm. No. Dad does not right. need to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's not okay. And, you know, we need to own up to our mistakes. And that was a healthy moment. Your daughter doesn't look at you like you're weak. Right, She respects you for owning up when she probably was feeling like, why is dad yelling at me? And 10 minutes later, you go back and clean it up. You're like, I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. That moment will stick with her, I guarantee you. And you know, that's the thing too. If you guys are going through a divorce, just mm-hmm. think there is somebody else out there. You're not a failure. You fought as much as you can. Or if it was both you guys' mistake, you know, own yeah. up, own yeah. up to it. My first marriage wasn't the greatest. 16 years, everybody's like, you married 16 years. You guys still, no, 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 no. Yeah. Elizabeth, her last marriage was 16 years. And she's yeah. starting fresh. I mean, and it's weird, like sometimes people change over that time. And, you know, like with you, 
when you started to get closer to the Lord, she started to pull away. So it's like you don't know right. when you're not living in lockstep with your partner. It's easy for something small like that, even though it was good right. to be a wedge in between your relationship. Yeah, and we're better friends now. We parent our girls so much better, sure. even though I still have issues issues like hey that ain't the way i want to parent her but we we do it as a team and you know elizabeth has taught me so much robert heidi's taught me so much the church has taught me so much i mean church reach out to church they are a family it's not all about money they're not looking for money they're looking good bible-based church find a little community and don't be afraid to plug in i mean that's really part of your story was you weren't afraid to plug into like the men's group and some of the other groups at the church without you plugging into those groups pastor joe would have never showed up at your door right because you and him already had Yep, we already had that bond and we drank coffee in the morning, you know. And that's the thing. I wish more guys would realize it's okay. You can go out there and join these groups. They're not going to judge you. We both have screwed up royally in our lives. (laughs) Have lost a lot of stuff, have had to start back at zero, have made some really dumb mistakes. Mm -hmm. And there's still groups of guys that we're honest and transparent with that accept us, right? That welcome us, even that in don't our fancy clothes. That I know, <laughs> even with the fancy yep. clothes, and uh, we but, like that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they have come around you because you've invested in them, and you were transparent, and now you have a little accountability team, right? You have right, guys right. in your life that have the right to contact you and say, "Dave, how are you doing today?" Right. Really doing. Not just, hey, I'm good. Yeah. But like, how are you doing? Talk to me about addiction. Talk to me about your uh, relationship with Elizabeth. Talk to me about this. Right. right. These guys that are in your life now have the right to ask you those things. Right. And that, you know, it just, it feels good knowing, hey, I walked through this stuff, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I'm better now. Yeah. I am better. And I have God on my side. I like... I used to look at it like you wake up in the morning, got to go to work. Mm. I look up at in the morning and I'm like, thanks, God. Mm. You gave me another day. I relax. I don't, you know, it's it's funny because you don't do a random routine. You yeah. just get up. You force yourself to do stuff. And now I do it and it's nothing for me to break out in a prayer in the morning. Yep. Even if it's in the shower or me driving down the road, I'm worshiping. Yep. I'm worshiping. I, I like Christian music. Get the yeah. crummy radio station, that free beer and hot wings yeah. or whatever. Uh, listen, start listening to Christian. I'm telling you, it the, changes your attitude. Yes. No, it does. It absolutely does. Uh, the prayer that I've been saying lately has been just allow me to run into the people that need me to run into them today. That is awesome. And give me the words to say when I do run into them, the courage to speak those words and a heart for that person exactly where they're at. Because it's not my job to fix you. It's my job to love you. Right. And I'm going to let God take care of the cleanup in aisle three. Right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's the thing too. I just, I thank God every day because... He uses us Amen. every day. And you don't know where it's going to be. It could be a gas station, yep. McDonald's, anywhere. Yep. He he Those uses us. Yeah. And you know what? You dress up and then you dress down one day and you disappoint people. <laughs> you know, one thing I've learned with this whole dressing up thing is, is that you can't get away with anything. Right, right. You can't like go rob a bank in these no. clothes. You can't, You're, you know, people, yep. people recognize you and start to... People keep their eyes they on do. you. They do. They do I've more than that. you know. And you know what? I made more friends dressing up <laughs> than I ever have. <laughs> there might be some negative, but I like what I do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. David, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I so appreciate you uh, being comfortable enough to just bury your soul and, right, uh, right. and allow not only me, but other people into some very intimate parts of your of your story. 
So I love it. Yeah. No, I thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to doing a little update with you in six months or maybe sure. a year. And uh, let's just keep talking about stuff because yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think for one second your story is over or finished or any of that. I think no, it's going to keep this going. This is just another chapter, right? So, yeah, yeah. And I know God is moving in your life. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited. Very excited. Amen. Thanks a lot. Amen. All Thanks. right. Yeah.